0: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of praise. We thank you that we can express in words and in music uh, what we think of you. We pray, uh, Father, that that would not be one-way traffic, that, that we would also hear from you. And we ask that That you would indeed speak to us now through your word. And we pray this for your glory. In Jesus name. Amen. I wonder if you've ever stopped to think about the words that we use in the communion service. And so with all your people. With angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and saying. It's a reminder that we aren't the only people praising God. That all over the world we join with God's people, but more than that, we join with all the company of heaven as well. Tonight we are singing and praising. But what is the worship of heaven like? If you're a certain age, you might remember a TV programme called Play School. And each day we were invited to have a look through the round window or the square window or the arched window or in more recent times controversially the triangular window. But we were invited to look through a window to discover more about something in the world. Well in our Bible reading tonight from Revelation, the Apostle John sees an open door into heaven. We'll hear what it is that he sees but also what he hears as we discover what heaven's worship is all about and it might be good if you turn back to have the passage open in front of you and the first thing that John sees in heaven we we, we see two things in particular but the first thing that John sees is a throne and it's there In verse 2. At once I was in the spirit and behold a throne stood in heaven. Now even though we might think that the universe revolves around us. Or that we're in charge of our own world. You'll notice that there is no vacancy. That the throne of the universe is occupied. There is one seated on the throne, John tells us. But his description of the one on the throne bears a little something, uh, uh, leaves a little something to be desired. It's not terribly descriptive. If this was a, a, a police a lineup, it wouldn't be very helpful. Look what he says in verse uh, 3. And he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian. Now that's not terribly helpful. They're they're both precious stones. They both have a a, a reddish colour. But he doesn't tell us anything much more directly about the one on the throne. But what he hears tells us so much more about that one. You see there's a constant chorus, a a, a day and night proclamation of praise in verse 8. Because around the throne there are 24 other thrones. We read about them in verse 4. On them the elders, 24 of them clothed in white with gold crowns on their heads. These are the 12 sons of Israel, the Old Testament fathers and the 12 apostles the New Testament fathers. Also around the throne are the four living creatures with six wings and with eyes all around. One like a lion, one like an ox, one like a man and one like an eagle. And they never cease to say, verse 8, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come the one on the throne is holy and in case you didn't get it he's holy and in case you didn't get it he's holy holy, holy, holy someone once said of at New York, New York that it was so good that they named it twice this is the holy, holy, holy God. He is so entirely different to everything else and to everyone else. Total purity, totally perfect. He is the Lord God Almighty. The one who rules and reigns with perfect power and wisdom. He is the eternal one with no beginning and no end. He is everlasting and every time the creatures declare God's glory the elders fall before him casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea as they give their worship and we see that over the page in verse 11 worthy are you our Lord and God to receive glory and honour and power. Why? For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. God is worthy to be praised because he gave us life. Without God, we would not have existed. Life was his idea, and so. We should praise him because he made us according to his will. John sees the throne and hears the praise of the Creator. Do we give glory to God because he made us? But then John sees something else it's a scroll. At the start of chapter 5, it's a scroll that's rolled up and sealed up with seven seals, with writing on the front and on the back. And this is the unfolding of history of God's plans for the whole universe, His rescue plan. And God holds it in His right hand, and the challenge goes out. Who is worthy to open the scroll and to break the seals? And there's no answer. No one is able to do it. No one is found to answer the challenge in heaven, on earth or under the earth. And John begins to weep will God's plans for the universe be frustrated? Will they all come to nothing? But one of the elders tells him to weep no more, verse 5. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. So John looks up to see the line of Judah, the root of David and he might wonder if he needs to go to Specsavers. I wonder have you ever uh, been in a restaurant and they bring out the wrong order. You ordered beef and the turkey dish comes out instead. Well you see here they've announced the Lion of Judah. And standing before the throne is a lamb looking as though it had been slain. Why is that? Well this is no mistake because the Lion of Judah is the lamb of God, The Lord Jesus who was crucified. Who was slain as the sacrifice for our sins. Who was killed for our unwillingness to praise the God who created us. Who gave us life and breath and everything. In the first chapter of Romans. Paul says that. That God's glory is seen in creation. That no one is without excuse as they look at creation to know that there is a creator. That there is a God. And yet we turn away. We reject him. We are not thankful to him. The Lord Jesus took our unthankfulness and our rebellion. And our sin. And it is the lion lamb. The Lord Jesus. Who controls history. Who unveils God's plan for the world. As we see in the rest of Revelation. At which we will not read tonight. Or it will be breakfast time again. But as Jesus takes the scroll. The living creatures and the elders. Sing a new song. John has told us that that they repeated holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty and when the the creatures did that the elders did their song. But now they have a new song, verse 9. But again it follows the same pattern. Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals. Why? For you were slain And by your blood you ransom people for God. From every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God. And they shall reign on the earth. John saw the throne. And heard the praise of the creator. John sees the scroll. And here's the praise of our Saviour. Will we give him our praise? Because of all that Jesus has done for us. He died for us. He paid the ransom for us and for all his people. He has brought us into his kingdom. He has made us priests to serve his God. And has given us a share of his reign. Will you praise the king of salvation? It's as if the praise of Jesus kicks off a chain reaction. Or it's like dropping a stone into a still lake and the ripples go wider and wider and wider. First of all, in verse 11, John looks and hears around the throne and the living creatures and the elders, the voice of many angels, myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands. A vast number of angels that he, he cannot count. There's a song that they sing at Windsor Park at the Northern Ireland matches and they probably sung it last night in Slovakia as well everywhere we go everywhere we go it's the Ulster boys making all the noise everywhere we go and it's loud but it's not as loud as myriads tens of thousands of tens of thousands of angels praising the Saviour And they praise him with a loud voice, verse 12. Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honour and glory and blessing. And then, as if all that wasn't enough, the living creatures and the elders and those uh, myriads of myriads of angels Then John hears verse 13. Every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them. And they say to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honour and glory and life ever and ever Amen can you hear your voice in that multitude everyone in heaven and earth and under the earth and in the sea you're in that picture one day you will praise God and his son Jesus Paul in Philippians tells us that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But why wait until that day? Why have that praise forced out of you reluctantly? Why not joyfully receive Jesus as your Lord and your saviour maybe tonight for the first time and join in the joy of heaven to worship him here and now on earth as it already is in heaven Jesus is worthy to be praised he deserves it he made you he gave you life and he offers you new life, a place in his kingdom the forgiveness of sins so don't wait until you have to let's worship now with joy and gladness and with everything that we have because he is worthy let's pray Heavenly Father, we uh, recognize that you are worthy, that your Son, our Saviour, is worthy. And so we offer you our thanks and our praise. We pray that you would help us to bow before you, to receive you. As our saviour. And to look forward to that. Heavenly chorus. Of never ending praise. We pray this. In Jesus name.